Welcome to She Said Less, where we chat the tricks and treats of the business of film and TV, shine a light on women who've empowered us, and dish on plot twists in our life we just had to say let's to. I've been told our voices are pretty distinct from the listeners, but regardless, I'm Kay. And I'm Hannah. And today we have a very special guest. I mean, he's one of my favorite people, Dog Dad Extreme, editor galore, and just an all-around gem of a human, Tony Sarandos. Welcome to the show. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? Happy to be here. Glad to have you. Yes. Yes. Well, we had the pleasure of going to Joshua Tree to celebrate Tony's birthday last month. Went on some adventures, played some games, sang our asses off together. Karaoke. Yes. Karaoke. We had reenactments of years past performed by mm, Tony himself. That was probably true. my favorite part. Yeah. Honestly. We had a we had a great old time <laughs> in Joshua Tree. We went on a fun uh, little adventure that at walk. first our desert walk. Yeah. At first it seemed pretty dangerous. We oh, thought yeah. we might die. Flash flooding, baby. And then we found abandoned mattresses. And real weird, real fast. Some people on another side of a hill in like a Toyota with a dog. Yep. And we took some pictures and just had a great old time. Secured all the yeah, memories. Climbed good. some hills. What do you guys mean flash flooding? I don't remember this. It was raining. Yeah. Oh, it, was a sp- it was like a sprinkle. That's what you think. Oh, See, I'm from oh. Arizona, so like I'm used to flash flooding in <laughs> monsoon season. And it's monsoon season, and it starts as a little sprinkle, but and that then, little trail that we walked through, it literally walked through like a ravine, which is water runoff. That's great. Lots of water. Damn. I know the listeners can't see, but I'm making a <laughs> yeah, river motion with my hand. He's violently <laughs> moving his hands down <laughs> as if a flood anyway, was occurring. That's, that's okay. enough of Tony's uh, 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 nature lesson. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Yeah. For now. For, for now. now. So we'll continue class tomorrow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tony. Yes. Did you know that you're the first male identifying person that we've had on the pod? I did not. Do you feel honored? I I do. <laughs> what made you want to get into the industry? And was there anything that scared you upon entering it? Um great question and i do have an answer for this luckily <laughs> stalling <laughs> i am stalling uh, no um so fun fact i actually played baseball for 13 years going into high school he's an athlete yep wow. baseball football soccer um but i played baseball the most and i was planning on playing baseball at a collegiate level and then hopefully major leagues but then in high school my senior year on varsity, I uh, tore my labrum in my Ugh. rotator cuff in my right shoulder. And uh, for those of you listening that don't know what that does, is it's the ligaments responsible for any lateral movement in your right arm, like throwing, for example. Ah, that happens to a lot That's of important. people. In yeah, baseball, right? and yeah. you know, in baseball and at a high level like that, you need to have that arm, and I just right. didn't have it anymore. So that kind of forced me to reevaluate my whole life plan. <laughs> um, and I had a group of friends in high school who, separate from my sports friends, who would make YouTube videos. And specifically, they were doing um, really visual effects heavy uh, videos like, you know, Super Mario in real life. So we would, you know, shoot like in downtown L.A., like in an alleyway and then have like a CGI Mario hop in and like throw fireballs and destroy buildings and stuff like just like like wild things that like as like imagine like when you're a kid the things that you're going through like in your imagination like what you're seeing we were actually making that real in like YouTube videos um nuts and it was it was pretty sweet and you know the YouTube channel got picked up we were on like the front page of Yahoo in Japan like one one of our videos uh, we ended up making a couple series for YouTube Red when it first started, um, one of which is called Super Horse, and I'm very, <laughs> very proud of that one. Uh, it's about a vigilante that has a horse head, and his uh, arch nemesis is Super Unicorn. Is it still available on YouTube to it, watch? It is. We oh, have to wow. link that. We're yes. going to link that for you all should. of you guys to watch. <laughs> you should. Uh, is our magnum opus. I, I, I peeked there. I don't want to tell you. <laughs> you peaked at Magnum Opus. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I started enjoying that more than I got into the broadcasting program at our school. And I was the technical director and editor for all the student-ran television shows. Because, weirdly enough, our high school had a local television channel. But, like, all of our stuff aired, too. Um, Good old L.A. Yes. (laughs) Very, very L.A. LA. It's very, very L.A. (laughs) And, uh, And all the shows that, you know, I was running were, like, hits as you know as good of a hit can be for a student ran program um and my dad is also in the film and television industry and so i decided to uh travel with him to some of our sets and you know he knew i wanted to do baseball my whole life and my whole world kind of got turned upside down when the injury happened so he was trying to help me as much as he could to get back into the rhythm of things and like find a new hobby or a new goal in life really and so he's like let me just show you like all aspects of our productions and if you like any of it like you know spend some time there and really you know apply yourself to it and try try seeing what you like because i know you like doing youtube videos with your friends so i think this is the same thing just on a higher scale right like all right fair enough went and visited a bunch of the sets hated being on set (laughs) uh it just wasn't my thing and then oh you mean you didn't want to be a pa for the whole rest of your life no <laughs> i don't think anybody no. does <laughs> uh and then uh you know we went to the post-production offices and i you know was used to editing as well as i could you know for a old crappy you know analog show that i was doing but then i saw this on the grander scale with like professional equipment and everything and like i was just completely in awe like a kid in a candy store, but I guess in this case, a kid in a editing room with a computer. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not as magical or scenic as you'd think, but like, it, my eyes just lit up when I did that. And I spent the rest of the entire day with the editor, just like a fly on the wall, watching him do his process. Loved it. Uh, started editing all of our YouTube videos that we were doing. Um, applied to Chapman University. Got in. Went straight into uh, Dodge College, which is their film school. Um, and I graduated with a BFA in film production with an emphasis in editing and a minor in disability studies. And oh, I love that. For the past seven years, I have been working at Happy Madison in their post-production department, as well as doing some side um, freelance editing Fuck yeah. So I've, I've been in the industry for some time now for someone as young as I am. but Seriously. No, but that's a yeah. great thing. Yeah. And that's just going to push you along further at an earlier start, which is incredible. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, I, I feel like the fact that you did start so early, that probably made it easier to not be as scared to try new things. Because when, I don't know, I'm thinking about like myself as a teenager and I would just do whatever the fuck. I'm like, yeah, I'll do this. I'll do that. But now starting something as an adult is so much more scary because it's like all the anxieties come in and you know how like the process of things works and it feels like more real um than when you're a kid i would imagine yeah things as an adult then you gotta make money (laughs) you know yeah Yeah. being financially stable yeah what's that (laughs) what's that like (laughs) well never never met her uh (laughs) the question that this whole podcast is based around is what was something you were scared of doing that you said let's to because a woman empowered you to do so and who was that person for you Right, ooh, good. They're all very good. They're <laughs> thought-provoking questions. Nice. I'm not stalling, by the way. Yeah, no, uh, no, absolutely not. Um, so, uh, Laura Dern. Are you guys familiar with the lovely Laura uh, Dern? Are oh, we well. familiar with the lovely <laughs> Laura Dern? Of course we are. I, I think we're familiar, yes. <laughs> she, um, aside from being a really great, friend of not only mine but a close family friend of my entire family uh she's also someone that i very much look up to in the industry um and she just inspired me to go out of my comfort zone and try new things and like really expand my portfolio in post-production and in editorial and um yeah i don't know she's just like such a amazing person to look up to she has a great family 
she has a great personality like it's and aside from that like her success as an actress in hollywood is phenomenal and i mean i mean i don't know how else to explain it like she's just an inspiration yeah no she's she's kind of she's kind of the epitome of an inspiration like (laughs) yeah i agree with you on that yeah she's incredible you almost don't even need to say anything but her name yeah that's the end of the the answer yeah yeah well now it's time to have a little fun with a playful segment we like to call let's blue sky it we all have dream projects or roles or people we'd love to work with, etc. And this is a segment where we pitch our blue sky ideas. If Hannah can ever stop hysterically <laughs> oh laughing. God, I'm sorry. As soon as we said that together, Tony looked at us like he just saw the twins from The Shining. <laughs> Mary Kate and Ashley vibes over here. Oh my God, that was everything. I'm sorry. I'm in, sorry. In the Halloween spirit, yes. It, it was is terrifying. In, yes. In the Halloween spirit. Yep. So, Tony. Yeah, what's up? If there, were, if there were zero boundaries and you didn't need a trillion yeses, what would you do or create? Like anything you fucking want. Use that yeah. imagination. Anything. You, you don't have a Mario budget. Kart. You don't have like you don't have to worry about anything no except for your imagination. So literally whatever the fuck you want to do. Of course it has to be something you can actually do. Uh, like in real yeah. life. Does like, this you have to be, be like, film related or just like anything? Film. I would love to work with Steven Spielberg or John Favreau. Uh, I'm a big like sci-fi guy. I love Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, fantasy, Marvel, anything like that. Love it. Um, and then Spielberg for obvious reasons. I feel like really I'd... why? That just seems like a nice guy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's nothing to do with his movie. It's just him. No. Yeah, it's nobody like... would answer that. I don't think. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and now for uh, my dream project, I've been I, I it's an idea that I thought of in college when I was in film school. It was like one of my like projects that, like I was thinking about making, and it's called Tinder Serial. Oh. Work <laughs> titles a work in progress. Okay. So basically, these two people match on Tinder. Um, they're like a couple dates in. She's having dinner at his house, or vice versa. Haven't figured this out yet. It's still an idea. It's not even a script, so don't worry about it. Uh, and there's a little twist where he ha- or she has an addiction to cereal, and the other person has an addiction to milk. And like, but it's like an uncontrollable addiction, like an insatiable hunger for both things. So, like, throughout the dinner, like, they get start getting really antsy because they haven't had, like, their fix, you know? And so, like, the, <laughs> like, the girl, like, get up and be like, oh, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom. She goes into the bathroom. Eating some fucking tricks. But, no, like, she op- goes to the bathroom and, like, opens the medicine cabinet. But instead of, like, having medicine cabinet things in there, it's just a line with those mini boxes of cereal. But, like, a variety of them, right? And, like, she's, you know, she's not addicted to milk, but she needs to put something in the cereal so it's not dry cereal. So she, like, runs to the bathroom to get that. Or uh, to get her cereal and realizes, oh shit, like I forgot the milk. So she like tries to sneakily like get out of the bathroom, like, walk around, sneak into the kitchen. But then she catches the guy in the kitchen just like facing a gallon of milk because <laughs> he has an addiction to milk. And like it's just like this weird, awkward moment. It's a, this is a short film, by the way. It could be done in like five minutes. And then Hannah uh, should be the girl, right? I'm and, down. Should we make this? And then they just like look at each other, and there's a moment, and then it cuts to like the credits rolling. And then, like, you just hear, like, milk sounds. I think I'm coming yeah. over and we're going to make this. Yeah, okay, cool, <laughs> you, you, yeah. You, but it's basically you need like someone a- to help you write it. Okay. What if we did it with Cora and Stella and it made it a voiceover? <laughs> I don't know if my young dogs could stay still Act. for that long. That's true, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, like, a really silly short film. Yeah. Like- well, mine is a need not even just a want Mm -hmm. that i have been manifesting for many a years maybe my whole life honestly well actually not my whole life because i didn't know this person my whole life but since (laughs) since they came out but our listeners may not know that i am a huge britney spears fan or as i like to call her godney 
Um, and I know there's been a lot of docu-series or documentaries on the Free Britney movement. But when Britney is finally ready to talk, I want to be her ghostwriter for mm. her memoir that comes out. I've been told I'm a logical yet calming presence. Um, Sorry, did you say illogical? Logical. Oh, okay. That makes a lot I've been more sense. I'm a logical. Yes. <laughs> that makes a lot yeah. more sense. I'm Continue. Told, I've been told I'm illogical. <laughs> so could be could be bad. Could be like, bad. I was like, dang, bold of you, but all right. Continue. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, no, no, you're good. Um, plus, I'm fun and supportive of Brittany and her story. And she may not be the best with words, as we have seen, but she'll have me. In addition, the book would come out in conjunction with a How I Freed Britney series. And the backstory of this is that I used to be a makeup artist in Beverly Hills, and a ton of famous people would always come in. And once I had to hide Hilary Duff from Paparazzi. And from then on, she trusted only me when she came in. In this instance, our protagonist would hide Britney, and she would spill some tea on her situation pre-free Britney movement. And then Britt would trust her only and connive her team to hire her to be her makeup artist. And for anyone who is not aware um, of the details, Britney's makeup artist was told to do her makeup like really shitty every day so that she looked like she was like falling apart on all. That's why she had all that like black shit always like all around her eyes and stuff. It was like part of the. The overall. The plot thickens. I know. Seriously. Oh, how the turntables. How tighted. Yeah. Um, But in my version, even though the artist would be doing her makeup shitty like her team wants her to, she'd be collecting intel to use against Britney's team to help free her. Collusion between her and the Princess of Pop. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. I won't. Spy thriller. Seriously, thriller, (laughs) a spy makeup artist. (laughs) Yes, and I won't give the rest away, but this would most likely be a limited series, which we've talked in our previous episodes about people loving to buy, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because they do not. Um, But it's Britney Spears, so you know. But do you guys have any ideas you would like to add to this uh, this series about Free Britney? Anna, please go first, because mine's not good oh no <laughs> Why, my mind adds a huge twist on the entire movie yes but so i also give think us the twist. i, I want to hear hannah's first before my i think that you thing. should add in the 2007 mental breakdown one but i think that that should just be like a bit that she does you mean like well why don't we just start the first episode with that yeah and then we flash forward <laughs> like i think that that should be a bit from like or not like a bit but like something her team convinces her to do oh like that wasn't even the whole backstory that we actually know was not the actual backstory yeah okay yeah i like that yeah so have you guys heard of the theory (laughs) that the ultra rich and wealthy and powerful are actually like lizard people yes (gasps) yes Yes. so hear me out oh god (laughs) what if it's all true they are lizard people. And like when Brittany had her like snap moment, lizards, I don't know if you know this, have like they're really photosensitive to light, right? Oh. So what if all the cameras of like the paparazzi made her snap and that's why she went crazy? I'm air quoting crazy. Um and it's just her lizard DNA doing lizard things. So that's why she she went lizard. I love this. I lizard. love that. We I don't even... think that that's stupid. I no. love that. We could even have an mm. animated episode <gasps> where they're all Whoa. lizards. Both of us just like immediately gasp. We're like, <gasps> do you know how to do that? Because I don't, but I want to learn how to do that. How to turn something into animation or yeah. how to write animation? Both. I know how to write animation. I'm an editor. Actually, it's out of my wheelhouse. <laughs> I was chosen to be in a, a Netflix animation masterclass. What's a Netflix? I don't know. Never heard of Never it. Never heard of it. So I just saw Smile last night and it really inspired me to, I mean, I know, I know. We'll circle back to Tony's review of Smile. (laughs) Yeah, we can, we can circle back to that because I feel like we're going to have a similar intake on it. Mm -hmm. Um, Not necessarily my favorite horror movie, but it did have a lot of jump scares. I enjoyed it. Probably won't go to see it again. However, it did inspire me to want to do like a really creepy fucked up 
horror film that's just really going to make people think. Kind of like Hereditary in a way or the way that Jordan Peele works. I would love to work with Jordan Peele on something. Yeah. So would you be the crazy white bitch? I it? would love to be the crazy white bitch. Well, speaking of Jordan Peele, um, we are back with Hannah's favorite segment. I'm a blank. Where we choose a movie or TV show and decide what character we are and the backstory of why. This week, we'll be doing the Netflix animated comedy, Big Mouth. Which Jordan Peele is in as one of the characters. Which, as cringy as it may be, we've all been through these awkward teenage years and can relate and laugh our asses off at all the strange monsters that accompany our main characters. Tony. Uh. Would you like to go first, or do you want us to show you an I example? I gotta sit up for this one. <laughs> oh, he's preparing. I got two. Okay. And I happen to know how to do impressions of both of them. We're very excited about this. <laughs> this is the best. Um, the first one is Lola. Our girl, <laughs> Lola. Um, I, I identify with Lola. Because I, I get it. I get her struggle. She just wants to be with Andrew, but Andrew doesn't want to be with her. You know, I, I mean, I don't know if that's a struggle or not. I just, I just really like doing her voice. That's why I'm like, wow, so Lola and then Rick. Rick is the other one, which is everyone who listen, is listening and don't know who Rick is. That's uh, Coach Steve's hormone monster, the really old one who's like falling apart. Um, so I'm just going to say a couple lines to get into the character. So yeah, Lola's. Perfect. Oh my God, Andrew! <laughs> and then Rick is like, "You're the man, Steve." <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I'm just, I'm just Rick. Hey, Lola, have some Kevin. Oh my God, you're so gross, Rick. Leave me alone. Uh. <laughs> okay, that's a lot better. See, now, okay, it's all about pitch. Uh, <laughs> It's all about um, pitch. And then Steve's like, you know, I'm Coach Steve. And, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so it's like, uh, okay. You're the man, Steve. You're the man, Lola. Just, no, you're not a man, Lola. I'm sorry. Oh, my God, Rick. Did you just call me a man? <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it's okay, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go and eat some peanut butter now, Rick. Uh, <laughs> We actually don't have Tony on the show anymore. It's actually yeah. Nick Kroll. Yeah. Sorry, that's all I got. It's, it, uh, that listen, was plenty. I, I didn't warm up. I was out of my element here, but I tried my best. You I hopefully you guys don't throw me. That was, I mean, my jaw was like on the floor the entire time. <laughs> yeah, we had to cover our mics. I'm not going to lie. I only watched the show up to season two. However, I know. I know, I know, I know. I'm gonna <laughs> did, get. I'm gonna get a lot of, of hate. I did for this. all of that work for you to tell know, me that I after the fact. I know. I know who fact. the characters are, yeah, which is sure good. you do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got really spicy right now. I'll, I'll dial it back. That's what happens when you come here. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna dial it. I'm gonna dial it back to a Taco Bell mild sauce, not volcano. No, you can put it at fire. Fire? Yeah, you can put it at fire. Okay, all right, That's we'll, my favorite we'll, sauce. We'll so sizzle at fire. We'll sizzle at fire right now. Okay, perfect. Okay, but Kay, Kay did mention that I'm most likely a Missy, and typically whenever she says a character, I we usually agree on these things most of the time. Good um, and I can agree with this because I remember Missy, and she is a sweet and super talkative character, and I feel like she can make friends with anyone. She also has like a sweet little awkwardness about her, and she's a super like romantic character, wants to be like really romantic, but doesn't quite know how. Um, and I think I can kind of relate to that minimally, but I'd love to hear who you guys think I am. Well, or well, do you, you already said Missy, I already so I want to hear your thoughts. You... But but I said I go. It's easy. <laughs> you're Missy because you're a fucking weirdo. That's literally <laughs> what I said. Uh, yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, but I'm, I'm only thinking Missy now. Looking, I know. At you, so I know. Yeah. Well, but. If we're talking about me, yeah. Now, what, what have you got? I yeah. am a mix of Connie, the <laughs> hormone monster, uh-huh. and the anxiety mosquito. Uh-huh. Um, um, because I'm always egging the girls on to be their most sexually liberated selves. Bubble bar. And yes, mm-hmm. I was that bitch teaching my female <laughs> friends how to <laughs> masturbate back in the day. 
which I'm Power sure, which right. I'm sure their parents love to hear now if they listen to this podcast. Positive influence right here. Uh, sorry about it, Michigan. <laughs> sorry about you it, just Michigan. Just apologize <laughs> to a whole state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wow, that's new. The whole state. So just you apologize to a whole plot state. twist. She taught all of the females in Michigan <laughs> how to masturbate. <laughs> TMZ, we found her. Yep, uh, <laughs> right here. Yep. Well, while the other kids were reading the Bible, I was uh, watching MTV's Undressed on almost mute in my room. Wow. Uh, thank you, Dad, for giving me cable. Um, but, uh, you know, learning things for the community uh, that I was for the Michigans, yeah. for the Michiganders, obviously. Um, also, if you can't tell on the pod, we're all about empowering femme folks here and not being ashamed of our bodies, especially okay. at a time when we don't know what the hell is going on. And there are so many changes like puberty. Um, so on the flip side, internally, I'm a big knot of anxiety. And if you ever wonder why I sound so chill, it's because my head is constantly going through scenarios to come up with the best responses possible before I say anything that may turn someone off or I get in my head about my roast-centric personality because not everyone gets my humor right off the bat. Then I notice every slight movement or facial expression when someone is talking to me and because I have a photographic memory, I will replay it as I try to slumber thinking of all the things I could have meant or and how I could have changed something I said or redirected my, you know, things that I'm doing for my next interaction with this person. And I often feel like I'm too much for people and maybe the hormone monster part of me is, but both of these things can be true at the same time. Did you stake out my house before this and like <laughs> get a profile on me? Because I like resonated, resonated with a strange amount of what you just said. I mean... not 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 teaching the state of Michigan to masturbate part. <laughs> but right, are you the, sure? The, the, anxiety, the anxiety part. part yeah. I'm like, you're describing me. Who are you? <laughs> this sounds like mine and Tony's FaceTime calls whenever we're having menti bees. We just uh -huh. call each other and we're like, "Hey, how are you doing?" Both of us, not good. Alive. We're here. We're here. <laughs> Yeah. I yeah. mean, sometimes yeah. the people who look the most put together and can actually function very well in society and do a million things are the people who have the worst anxiety. You know, so. that that one semester of theater I took in in high school, I knew it was going to pay off. It's all a facade. It's all a facade. It's, a facade. it's an act. It's all an act. Anyways, yeah. Well, I'm glad. Not to take away from what you said. Like, that's all, like, yes, very true and amazing. And I do now see Hormone Monstrous and anxiety mosquito monstrous we all have a little bit of anxiety mosquito in us yeah. yeah and you know what that's a beautiful thing i think i just have the shame a lot it. of bites i got a lot of yeah lot i of bites. keep getting a lot of mosquito bites recently so maybe they just they know is this code for trauma or because the anxiety mosquito is biting you then my ankles have a lot of anxiety right now because my ankles are bit up. Same with yeah. my legs, dude. Right? When we went yeah. to Joshua Tree, I got bit by some shit. And then when we went to Cabo, I got bit by some more shit. So I'm all bit up. That's why I'm wearing pants. But anyways, whew. well, now that we've got me to admit some of my finer qualities, <laughs> um, let's get into the good of all of us, shall we? Because it's time. time. Let's Rave about, about it. it in future episodes. Are we about to go to a rave now? <laughs> Different. Rave. Yeah, we're partying. <laughs> we're partying. <laughs> but in future episodes, we may talk about a topic or a situation pertaining to the industry in some way. It could even be a new show we're gagged over. However, we figured since we all know each other, we should rave about each other. Mm -hmm. So I want to start and rave about something I adore about our fun little guest Tony here. So first of all. Tony, yes, you might be one of the nicest humans I've ever met, and he's super dedicated to everything he puts his mind to, so he says he wants to do something, and then boom, it's usually done, um, but Tony is like one of my favorite, I mean, I've mentioned this earlier about our little FaceTimes, but you're my favorite person to FaceTime when we're both having a mental breakdown, or even just like a good moment, because I feel like we both get so excited for each other, you're like, you're always, we're both always there for each other in times of need. And like whether it be 
for me calling you for a solution for something or you calling me for a solution for something or us just telling dad jokes to each other or like bullshit (laughs) showing our dogs on FaceTime because I love my nieces. (laughs) (laughs) But you're just always, you're always a good one and you never stray away from good shit and good people. You surround yourself with good people. I just fucking love you, dude. Well, thank you. Oh, well. Just warm my heart. It's right, gonna, now give me compliments. Now, yeah, now <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna, your I'm gonna yeah. set your heart on fire. <laughs> uh, spicy. Okay, spicy. well, I haven't spicy. known Tony as long as Hannah has, but I would love to rave about him being the dad. <laughs> and let me elaborate on this. Um, I saw firsthand what a caretaker Tony is at his birthday. He made sure everyone was comfortable constantly. He even cooked the whole time at his own birthday, which full disclosure is exactly what I do every single year because I like my food the best and I don't want anyone else to fuck it up. Um, Not that I'm saying that's what you were doing, but... (laughs) Don't expose me. I know, seriously. (laughs) But yeah, I'm very particular. Um, But even when we asked you... If you needed help with stuff, you were always like, no, no, I got it. I got it. Which I felt bad about because it was your (laughs) birthday. I was like, yeah, you shouldn't be doing shit. Yeah. But you just made sure that everyone was always having a good time and checked in with people. I love the little check-ins. And (laughs) not that I'm being an asshole about the male race, but I feel like the male race. Is that that even (laughs) a thing? I think I I'm saying. I, I think I'm think saying I think that we're wrong. all part of the human race. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I guess. It could oh, be yeah. Like I guess males. Males in general. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. not yeah. the male race. I feel like that's not a. Well, I guess. Is, I don't know. Is that a thing you can say? Anyways, regardless. Uh, regardless <laughs> about males, they're oh. not. They're not always as good in checking in on people. So I really appreciate that about you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That was very Good sweet. Yeah, I got nothing for you guys. Oh, uh, well, my no. next question was going to be you and Kay are <laughs> newer friends. I am kidding. Yes. And one of the first things you mentioned to me about her was how alike you two were in some ways. So what would you like to rave about Kay? Well. Great question. Kay. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, I need to look about the thesaurus to, to stall with. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I mean, my birthday was the first time you and I oh, actually right before my birthday over FaceTime we met for the first time and immediately I'm like okay I'm gonna get along with this person like aside from like the aerial red hair like it's a it's a physical indicator of that you're you're a fun great person because what I learned when I dyed my hair this past year during COVID is you got to be ready to explain yourself if people ask about it you know and like you're just very open opening oh my god i can't talk uh your your energy that you bring to the room and like went to talking to individuals is so like there and it's welcoming and it's warm and it just caused me to instantly feel comfortable around you which is a hard thing to do especially with me and my past trauma with stuff like i don't open up easily but like i felt super comfortable around you immediately like you're a friend, you're dope, like, you fit in with everyone, it's awesome, we're gonna have a fun time together. So, like, I think the, ultimately, what I'm trying to say is the the comfortability you bring into the room with you, just as a, a radiating energy that you have, naturally, is awesome, and I appreciate it a lot. Oh, thank that, you. That was a great answer, because that kind of plays off mine. Oh? Because I, I wanted to rave about her ability to, like, lighten the room. So we haven't really talked too much about our little Mexico trip, but Mm, let me tell you, most of the time nearing the end of the night or like post pool day, I felt like I was deteriorating from the inside out. And then there's Kay in the corner blasting Britney or like Ashley Simpson, (laughs) like singing around the room or like sitting in the bathtub, just holding her drink, sipping on it, just blasting her own voice. And then she's like, let's order coffee. Like, you'll be fine. It'll be good. And that just watching her do that gets me so energized. I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay, yeah, she's right. I just need an espresso martini or, like, an iced coffee, and then I'll be good to go. So you're, the energy you exude on all of our trip, really at all times, whenever I am feeling tired, it never fails to lift up my energy and get me ready for whatever is next. I am like a human Adderall. 
Yeah. Yeah. Accurate. Wow. Yeah. I like that. In the I best just way called possible. myself that. Yeah. 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 My little human I'm Adderall. Fucking yeah. meth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, refined meth. Okay, get it right. Right, right. You yeah. you buy it at a pharmacy. Yeah. 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 You can in Mexico. You can here too, but this you know you gotta yeah. get a prescription. This is true. I was gonna say, what pharmacy are you going to? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> it's time to rave about Hannah. Hannah. So you want to take the wheel on this? Yeah, one? <laughs> I'm gonna start. Um, it's weird because, of course, so Hannah doesn't read these before she writes her own. So then, but then it seems like she did or something because usually we rave about like the same shit about each other. <laughs> so it's like, what the fuck? It's not planned, I swear. But um, I would like to rave that uh, about Hannah. Because she is, she's like the epitome of the reason why the theme of this podcast is let's. Um, it's that Hannah is one of the first people who doesn't challenge me on my wild and spontaneous ideas. Um, she just says, let's, let's do them. And I'm going to specifically talk about vacations <laughs> because <laughs> Hannah and I love to travel together. I swear this wasn't of planned. This was not planned. I literally wasn't <laughs> planned. But we love to travel together. And now, in the beginning, before we travel, I plan meticulously for these said vacays so that when we're there, we're all set up and we can just have as many adventures as we want, knowing that everything is taken care of, you know? Um, we just had birthday me, which is yes. a scary me. No. I will say fun. Okay, I, I, she's she's, she's fun. She's, Does she have a name? Uh, Brochette. Wow. Yeah, that's a powerful name. It is a powerful name. Right, continue. But Hannah was down for whatever ride we went on, um, and she brings out my playful side and makes me feel like no idea is too crazy, and I have the most fun with her for this reason. So that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn, I can't. <laughs> well, the lady who brought us together, Tony, what say you about Hannah? Hannah, 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 Hannah. Um, so I don't know if you know this or not, but we actually went the <laughs> longest time without actually physically meeting each other. Yeah. But it like, was we, like a year. Yeah, like yeah. A, a year. But we would still like FaceTime and like talk over the phone and stuff and text often yeah um our men tb facetimes were going on long before we met in person which yeah. is wild yeah was, was it at cha-cha macho was that the first time we met in person yeah 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 that's wild. wild yeah um and you were wearing uh jurassic world hoodie, yeah <laughs> which she loves that fucking that's hoodie. my emotional support jacket the, the og jurassic park by the way is my favorite movie of all time <laughs> see so instantly when Meant i saw that i'm like yep she's yep <laughs> She's she's supposed to be in my life some, for some reason or the other. She's here, and I'm here for it. Uh, and then as we got to know each other more, we connected on, like, so many different, like, levels of, like, just, again, our mental breakdowns lining up by coincidence almost every single time. Literally. Today included. Uh, <laughs> um, our, our knowledge of early 2000s, late 90s pop culture, South Park what up <laughs> we love south park in this house love for eminem i mean come on like it, it's detroit it's, yeah, yep just all that stuff just lining up perfectly it, it was like a very weird but great natural connection but we i mean we first sort of knew of each other through mutual friends yeah through mariah funny enough yes through clubhouse through ultimately. clubhouse oh my oh, god that's right r.i.p i mean i know it's still going on but like you know who's using yeah clubhouse? yeah we podcast now all right yeah exactly. we, up, we upgraded exactly. yes. <laughs> um but yeah and uh just ended up like coming together through mutual friends and hitting it off and in a very similar way to you just like exuberates this like positive energy and like reinforces um just like spontaneity but in like a great way not like you know not, not like the demon on your shoulder telling you to do bad shit i mean maybe sometimes yeah, yeah sometimes maybe sometimes but like <laughs> i just we just looked at each other <laughs> me, like, me. Yeah. let's go find these abandoned mattresses yeah. and climb this hill the second i said that you both looked at each other I'm like i that was a mistake <laughs> I didn't mean it. that was totally wrong um but yeah no you're you're always there to like positively reinforce your friends which i love and and just 
banter on about random shit whenever you want. Like it's Way it's fun. It. It's you're a very easy, fun person to get along with and to have around and you you have this gravity around you that pulls like-minded and fun individuals and you know brought K around and here we are now, you know. We're all I love chatting it. about how we love each other. I know. I love my people. <laughs> yeah. You guys are so sweet. I love you guys. And now, now, mm-hmm. it's time for a new segment. We're done raving. Ooh. But this is one which is a play off of both of our names called K-Na. For K-Na, um, I'm a writer, so I'm constantly trying to understand how the words that I put on a page are being translated by an actor such as Hannah. I specifically write TV, so I try to keep my action lines at a minimum, knowing that a director, studio, or producer is going to come in and iron out the details, and that many of the things I write are going to be changed later on anyway. So, a lot of times when an actor is reading sides, I'm shocked in what they interpret as the backstory of some of the characters. Han, would you like to explain your process? Well, everyone's process is different. Some things work for others, and my process may not work for everyone. But I've been working with my coach a lot recently on getting more in tune with my emotions. So that being said, I run through a script, take as many notes as I possibly can on the backstory, and like I make up a backstory for the characters. Sometimes I make a playlist to go along with the character that I'm reading for, and sometimes I make a Pinterest board to showcase how I view the character's personality, where they grew up, what their family was like, what their personality was like growing up, what kind of trauma they've gone through, if any. Um, so the more details I have, the better, even if like I am the one making them up rather than going off of kind of what the writer originally had said. I obviously put that into play, but I also kind of like to make it my own. Right. Yeah. Well, so K na is a play on what K writes, a.k.a. me, and what Han, nah, <laughs> thinks it actually means as an actor. And spoiler alert, it's usually not the same thing. Ever. Today, we'll be reading a scene K wrote as a spec script for fellowships from The Righteous Gemstones, which is a show we all love. K will read the action, I'll play Kelvin, and Tony will be everyone else. <laughs> Which he's he has like twelve very, roles. He's so excited. Very I'm excited so about this. Ah. Yes. Um, so after the scene, we'll discuss how Hannah interpreted it versus what I pictured in my head. And Tony, you can input how you feel this may be edited based off of your creative vision. So let's go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Interior Christian bookstore day. In the children's section, a bookstore owner, 50s, woman with a Karen haircut, interviews Calvin Gemstone, 30s, in front of an audience of teensy kids and their church-going parents. Why a children's book? You know, it was as if Jesus himself came inside me. The bookstore owner smiles awkwardly at this. He said, just do it. Do it for the little ones. My kids' gym is taken off, but I've always been the creative genius of the family. Well, thank you for sharing God's word. Calvin holds up a book with two young boys who resemble Calvin and Keith on the cover. It reads, pull, tug, out. More like sprinkling my brotherly love all over the kids. Interior Christian bookstore moments later, Calvin holds open the book excitedly with the teensy kids below, sitting crisscross applesauce. Keith, 30s, sits the same, sticking out due to being a grown-ass man. One day, Cade. A pretty swell-looking boy with loads of money met Tug while he was out fishing. Keith perks up at the mention of Tug. Tug looks sad, probably because he's poor, so Cade invites him to take a ride. Jesse, 40s, and Judy, 30s, watch from afar, snickering. Tug catches a real big bass, but he's just a twig, so he can't handle this meaty, bony creature. But Cade is ripped, so he takes the pole and pulls and pulls on it until... Hallelujah! We talk about fishing? More like jack-off fist. (laughs) The parents are visibly uncomfortable. Calvin flips the page. It's Cade with a fish in his hand and Tug falling in the lake. It's too wet! Cade slips and falls into the murky water. Next page. 
Cade yanking a bare-ass tug out of the lake. So Cade yanks and yanks on Tug's limbs, but he's stuck in the mud. Finally, sweet release. But oh no, Tug's pants got stuck in the muck. Next page shows a topless Cade wiping mug off, mud off Tug's body with his shirt. Both the boys are grinning. Parents, horrified faces, cover kids' eyes. One mother faints. It's okay to be naked in front of your bros, Tug, but you're so dirty. The parents snag their children and rush them out, some shrieking, some praying. Calvin's confused and offended. The fainted mother remains. Her son, Six, shakes her. No response. Tug says, no one's ever seen me like you before, Cade. Now we're bonded. Forever. You're my person. And you're my number one, says Cade. The end. Keith stands, clapping and whistling. The leftover son starts crying. Jesse and Judy laugh their asses off, doubled over. Great finish, dickhead. <laughs> the bookstore owner clutches her imaginary pearls, giving all the gemstones a disapproving look, then storms off. Opening titles, The Righteous Gemstones. And that is it. So, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> what's, what's what's the backstory of of uh, this character? Right um, here? Kelvin, <laughs> Kelvin, Kelvin. I think he he's <laughs> Kelvin. I think is confused. <laughs> Kelvin is confused, and because he is a Christian boy, he doesn't necessarily know how to express his confusion so he is writing a children's book is a way of kind of like coping with the fact that he is probably gay and doesn't quite know how to come out of that or tell people so I think he's scared and this is his way of dealing with it but he's also kind of clueless right so that's why when you were acting as him, you had a very childlike way about you. Right. Because of the cluelessness is exactly. what you're saying. Right. And the cluelessness comes from, one, him being kind of childlike. And I think that he relates more to children because he's not fully matured. And he doesn't quite know. How do I want to describe this? He doesn't quite understand social cues. So I think with him being very like uppity and just kind of there and childlike is him being like, okay, this is how I can shield myself and this is how I can like protect myself. Hmm. Interesting. Because it's interesting that you say those parts of him because when I think about it, so the backstory that I thought in my head was that he wanted to make a book because the gemstones have sold books in the past and because he has this new children's gym thing going on he wants to show that he's like an artist in the family because he always does all those dances and shit like that at the church and what have you but i think them being so rich is the reason why he hasn't matured or why he is so clueless because he doesn't live like a real person essentially he's too like sheltered which is why he's still a kid because he hasn't been forced to like i don't know get his ass beat on the playground or like it it, i mean they don't talk about if they went to real school or not but in my opinion when i watch them it doesn't seem like they did seems like they were very they went to like a school like within the church or something where they were seen as like these figures um so his way of Spoiler alert, you will learn if you actually read this script that he didn't actually even write the book. <laughs> that Keith wrote the book because he steals all of his best shit from Keith and doesn't give him any credit. And so it was like a love letter that Keith wrote to him. That's why he doesn't understand and he just took the credit. Yeah. So if I may say what my interpretation yes, please. of this was. Yes. Yes. Is this based on like a real thing or something? Like I is gems 
you're saying it was like a show or something you guys watch or the righteous gemstones on hbo yeah i don't i don't know what, what the fuck oh, yeah. oh my god so, okay we're about to change your okay, life okay but but this is good because yeah. i'm like looking at this completely blind from everything oh, oh wow that. now i thought you've watched this before no, okay no, no, this no, is no, good no. to know so my interpretation of this was uh keith is the author of this book right I well, he's the real author, the but real. the person who was speaking is Kelvin, and or he's Kelvin. saying that he's the author. Right. Okay. So, so, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I again disassociated at some point. So I, it was so yeah, weird because you were okay. doing Jesse's exact voice. Really? Yes. That's why. Oh. That's why I thought that you knew. That's no, why we were no, laughing. No, no. It was um, Danny McBride. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Okay. So my whole thought was like the author of this book is a you know a gay individual in in the church community and i think they deliberately made this book gay as like fighting the power like, like kind of like sticking it up to the system like we could still be whatever sexuality we want and still be a part of the church you know what's so hilarious about that is if you actually read this, uh-huh. they do spin it to try and get involved oh, really? with the gay community so that they use it as like a marketing tool, basically. And then he lies about being gay, even though it's not a lie. We know that he right, really right. is. But he's like, I'll just pretend to be gay and we'll like use this so yeah. that it makes our church look good because we're losing like streaming. They have a streaming service mm-hmm. called GODD. Um, yeah. (laughs) And so they're losing, you know, people watching it because they're basically being canceled for being like not diverse and open and whatever. And so now he's going to start his own channel. That's like the gay channel. So I love that you picked up on that. Look at that. I got a brain. That was beautiful. I know. That was neat. Damn, just from reading two pages. I like that. Wow. I must be a good writer. Damn, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) But Uh, do you have any other um any other thoughts about editing um for that scene specifically, especially with all the, you know, showing of the book and Yeah, well I you know, I had mentioned off um off mic that I am the dungeon master for my Dungeons and Dragons group, so it is my job to like just based off of like reading text to like verbally visualize scenes for people. And just from reading this, like what I was imagining is like you know when you go to like uh like Barnes and Noble and they have like book readings where it's kind of like in the back corner of like it's like an open space and there's like people sitting on the yeah. floor, like in like just chairs. Um for this one, I imagined, like, you know, all the boys and girls were dressed in, like, church clothes. And it was a very, like, mute, like, tan wall behind them. And it was just, like, uh, was it Kelvin that was reading, correct? It was yes. just Kelvin sitting in, like, this old wooden chair, like, almost like an Amish-built chair. Just, like, <laughs> reading this, like, eccentric, like, children's book to this, like, group of, like, small group of, like, really religious people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, that's just how I envisioned the setting yeah. in my scene. Uh, editing wise, uh, you know, we'd start with the establishing wide shot of the the boring book reading room. Uh, oh, and also the carpet that they're sitting on is like that really old, like late nineties, like dark blue carpet with like little orange specks in it. You oh know yeah, oh, you yeah. mean like at the roller derby and yes, yes, yes. 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 And, but it has like that weird like musty smell too because it hasn't been cleaned in like a hundred years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're you're smelling it now too, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh yeah. We're here. We're <laughs> there. Feeling, yeah. We're, we're there. there. We're there. And then in, you know in the background you have the faint smell of like old pages and books too. That has a very distinct odor. Yeah. Um. Then also the bo of some of these kids because they're coming into like young adulthood and they don't know what deodorant is yet, so like some of them <laughs> kind of stink. Um. Anyway, this is all in the editing. This is all in the editing. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's setting the scene. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So we'd start with that that wide establishing shot, and then uh, we would have like a medium of the the library, the book owner, store owner, uh, asking the, the questions, and then we just like smash cut into into Kelvin like 
all excited about reading this and like just reading it completely like oblivious to like any like mental damage he's causing these kids and uh it would be like cutting it in between like him reading and then like the pictures in the book and then like flash cutting to to the kids like kind of freaking out and the parents appalled by it and then uh is it jesse and judy yeah that's Uh, his brother and sister and then like kind of doing more of like a two shot of them of like them just kind of like messing around like oh we're talking about fishing like (laughs) like like, kind of like a comedic relief from like the hectic like chaos that's going on um and then it would just end on him like closing the book and smiling you know yes that's exactly how i envisioned it when i was writing it hell yeah very chaotic yeah Yeah. it must be i mean that show i can't wait for you to watch it because it is oh you're gonna love it chaos you're gonna love it you're gonna live i need a report back yeah i need a full yelp review from you after you watch it yeah (laughs) well that was so fun but we're not done praising ladies in our lives so now we have Let's Let's hear hear it for for the the girls. girls. So since we love to end on a positive note, let's hear it for the girls is a segment where we shout out a female female identifying person in film and TV that you, the listeners, should know about. So these are the emerging or maybe slept on creatives that you can support and check out in the future. So, Tony... Who are some of these individuals in your life that you're saying let's to that are killing it right now and why? Uh, I'll be honest with you. The first person that comes to my mind is my sister. Okay. Um, she is two years older than me, uh, 28. And she, you know, never really knew what she wanted to do. She tried different schools, different colleges, dropped out was kind of didn't have a path and then as of recently in the past like i'd say five years um she really got uh accustomed to producing producing films and she first started as a assistant producer a producer's assistant on uncut gems Um, and then she was another producer's assistant on killers of the flower moon which is martin scorsese's next movie that he's currently working on and now um oh and then she became an associate producer on a happy madison project um so that's like when her and i kind of started almost crossing paths in the industry yeah oh i love that now she is the executive producer on this film called billy knight which we're in production on right now and uh it's her first executive producing role and i think she's killing it as a producer and she is a powerhouse in what she's doing. She's passionate about it. And as we all know, if you're passionate about what you do, you end up doing great things with it, you know? So, yeah, um, yeah my sister. Yeah. What oh, is your yeah. sister's name so that uh, people can know? That's not important. Uh, no. uh, <laughs> I'll talk about her, but nobody actually <laughs> yeah, check her out, you know? Her name is Sarah Sarandos. Sarah with an H. Sarah yeah. with an H. Sarah with an H, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Sarah. Shout out Sarah. Killing it. Sarah. Killing it. So now that we shouted out Sarah, what are your next endeavors and what can people look out for and check out of yours in the near future? What are you excited about? Well, my next endeavors, uh you know, I I'm at Happy Madison still working um on most of Adam Sandler's projects. And he has a. I'm trying to think of what I can say without right, right, yes, yes. Um, we have a sequel to a movie that we're working on, which is our first sequel since we've done Grown Ups Two, um, and it is very good. And our test screenings for it have been going really great, which is a great feeling as an editor because we've put so much time and effort into making this enjoyable for everybody. We have that, and then also. Uh, I forgot to mention in the last part about shouting my sister out. I am the lead editor on Billy Knight, so this is a very fun, exciting, like independent movie. Which our, as our director Alec Roth says, is a love letter to cinema and filmmaking. We got to shout out Alec quick. Yeah, we have to. (laughs) Um, 
So there's that. And then also, uh, aside from filmmaking, I'm uh, about to start up my own podcast with my friend Vinny. Your friend, my friend Vinny. Well, it, <laughs> well, he's he's a comedian in L.A., so like it's um, not to give too much of it away, but it's called right. My Plus One. And basically, we will invite, a, air quoting right now, a celebrity guest on or just a guest in general, and they could bring a guest of their own. And we'll interview both of them. So, like, as an example, like, we'll invite, like, Hannah, for example. She'll come on the show, and then she could bring Kay. She could bring, I don't know, some My random dog. Her dog, some <laughs> random person she met on the street at, at coffee <laughs> or something. Like, she's allowed to bring whoever she wants as her plus one, and we'll interview them both as if they're both guests on the podcast, which, I mean, they are. That's going to be fun, though, because it could turn into chaos or it could just like turn into so much fun. And there's like no in between. Exactly. It's kind of up in the air, but super exciting. Uh, Vinny and I have been working on it for a very long time. So we're excited to get the wheels moving on it. Um, Fuck yeah. And I'm excited to start putting it out there, you know? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm excited to start listening to it. Hearing my wonderful voice every week. Oh, yeah. More impressions to come. More impressions. Yeah, well, maybe you'll see us on that someday. Yeah. You never know. Coming soon. (laughs) Wink, wink. Coming soon to a listening platform near you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for hanging out with us today. We'll have many more Let's Stories. I'm a blank. Let's rave about it, Blue Sky, and hear it for the girls in future episodes. And, of course, K-na, along with several other fun-filled segments and guests. In the meantime, make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at OCS Productions and let us know which segments you're really digging. Also, please rate us with a twinkling five stars wherever you listen to podcasts and write us a review on Apple Podcasts and we'll catch you next time for more. She said, let's...